Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Fresh Out, the podcast. I am the board game guru and game master extraordinaire, Jahananan. It's me, it's me, Casualty CDG, co-host of Fresh Out the Box and Fresh Out the Podcast. Thank you guys so much for having me here. I'm excited to talk about 23. I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Funhouse, Drew Munhausen, and we have a guest here today once again. Joining us is the mayor of Nerdtropolis himself, Sean Tajapur. Sean, how are you? I am the guest that never leaves. I am underneath one of y'all's beds at night. I love that. <laughs> I am Sean Tajapur, the mayor of Nerdtropolis, doing great, Drew. And I must say, happy birthday to you. Let's all oh, say happy you. birthday to Drew. Or not. Happy birthday, Drew. Yes, happy belated. We're one day removed one day. from Drew's birthday. Uh, last year, of course, were the horrible Capitol riots. This year, the uh, sex serious. allegation king of him, king of sex allegations, Vince McMahon, has forced himself back into the WWE uh, in sort of a hostile takeover move to try and sell the company. So, uh, as usual, Drew's birthdays are just rife with bad news. Yeah, gotta love it. Right. <laughs> on that note, I'm and glad like, to be and back. on top of it, it's like it's a week into the new year. You've probably already broken what bad New Year's resolutions you had for yourself. So you're probably already feeling depressed. And then it's just Drew's birthday on top Damn. of it. There it is. Jeez, don't put that on me just because you wow. can't keep up with your resolutions for five days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what what uh, are your resolutions so for this year? Do you have any? You know, honestly, I didn't in the past. I actually have sat down and made a resolution or two. I didn't do any this year. I really didn't. Damn. It, that like, is just a I sign of success. You're just so swagged out. You're killing it. No, no. I wish that was the case. It's one of those where it's like it's the I feel like it's the same old same old like I'm going to be healthier this year. And like I cannot tell you already that's that hasn't happened yet. So that's for sure. You already ate an entire bag of Oreos going in? Well, my work sent me an entire giant box of Tiff Treats cookies yesterday. So, like, actually, there's already a layer of those gone. How do you not? You know what I mean? Oh, they were fresh. Like, they were still hot. Oh, they were were they fresh out of the box? Oh, yeah. I had had a few fresh out of the box. Mm. (laughs) Mm. I wish you could describe eating them slowly, but we don't have the time. Pass that same question to you, John. Do you have any noteworthy, uh, any New Year's resolutions? Do you have anything you're trying to do Fuck this year? No. Resolutions yeah, no. are for chumps. Also swagged out. Can't, already <laughs> at the top, king of the mountain. Can't get any better. Both of these guys are just see, straight. See, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see, and then I'm going to achieve. All right? Nice. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, let's get into it then. <laughs> John, any, any for oh. you? Any for you? Oh, not really. Not no. you on the spot. Just to keep up with y'all. Oh, nice. I like that one. More fresh out the podcast. That's a good resolution. That is. Yeah, just fresh out resolution. the podcast. No one else. He had a better resolution than any of us. And this is our show. What's why, what in the absolute shit? Why? How did we not plan this? That's why I voted for him. <laughs> yeah, I also I voted for him for mayor. Absolutely. So. Thanks, 
<laughs> All right, <laughs> we've been riffing for a bit here, but the real the real agenda today is that each of us have prepared. I, we we all did homework. Gary himself did the homework. He did the assignment. Man, he did it. so proud of you, Gary. And I opened up the document today to see where everybody was at, <laughs> and the other guys did their homework separately. So I looked at it and was like, I'm the only one? Am I the only one who did the homework assignment? Never in my life. I'm 33. This would be the first time ever that I've been the guy who did the homework assignment, and you guys are the ones who didn't do it. But then I found out you did. You just forgot to turn it in. I, I, I so, do appreciate the <laughs> notes that you put under my episode 71 notes, though. Uh-uh-uh, not me, you. sir. Not me. It wasn't you. That was, that was guilty as charged oh, over yeah. here. Okay. Um, That's why I was five, yeah, so five you, minutes late, noticing. first of all. I was finishing my list. Nice. <laughs> just, just like in so high school. Did, always even, to the last. I didn't even get to though. say what it was. I just started talking about Gary doing the homework. We we each did a list of our top five most anticipated movies of 2023, top five most anticipated TV shows of 2023, and top five most anticipated games of 2023 which i always do know which jahan i don't know if you have surprised me here i always just say games and don't say video games specifically because jahan usually has some sort of new board game or tabletop game or something that he's looking forward to so i like to leave the games open um and not just video games i, I, I will do, spoil and say that mine are all video games i i definitely do but just for sake of conversation i kept it the video and and as we have already gone off on a few tangents, I imagine that's going to happen here uh, throughout with us getting super excited or pumped for some new thing that's coming out down the line. Um, so I, I believe just we'll, we'll kind of gauge where we're at on timing, but this will probably be split into a part one and part two. We'll probably we'll note clearly when that will happen. Um, so y'all will have plenty of good content coming up. Does that sound good to everybody here mm, as we improvise? Sounds so good. Um, well, do we want to talk about anything recently that we've been watching or enjoying, or do we want to just jump into these lists? I want to slap it. I want to slap it right on its little bottom. Yeah, I'll also just jump right into the list. Uh, I, have a, I, I didn't... What I've been watching isn't good enough to talk about. I've been filling my brain with junk TV. And Sean, you've, I have been been watching, a, you've been watching CES. Uh, I, yeah. Do you want to note anything about that? Well, CES, yeah, I guess um, there's a lot of stuff coming out for the future. What's uh, what's CES? <laughs> so the Consumer Electronics Show, where you know you got your Sony, your LG, Panasonic, you have all your like Mercedes, uh, Ram, like Ram introduced electric um truck that they're coming out with um sony unveiled their little team up with honda for electric vehicle but like the psvr2 was there which is really cool you can mm -hmm. do demos and stuff with that um they announced for the psvr2 that there's gonna be at least 35 games at launch and um they were just having the cool demos there and then they introduced a new controller for disabled um gamers which is really cool and yeah. i was yeah that was really cool to see them do that and then um, we had a little surprise about uh, the Gran Turismo movie coming out. Mm -hmm. So with nice. that, because I, I think I misunderstood your original tweet. So you were just there for them announcing it or unveiling that trailer that kind of came with it, right? 
So they didn't I was show there. the movie there. They showed um, like behind the scenes, and they had the director there, and it was just like a Sony press event. So they kind of had it about the gaming, um, the vehicle, and then the movie aspects, and then the cameras. The big thing about Gran Turismo is about the Sony cameras they were using and how they're fitting them in the cockpit of these vehicles, and they have to be kind of low profile and kind of fit, but still be a high-quality camera. So that was also their little tease about their, their camera systems that are coming out for cinematic um, industry. I did see some of those behind-the-scenes clips that you posted on Nerdtropolis, and I saw, because the way they have the camera mounted up behind the car, it gives the exact same view of, like, if you were playing the game itself or playing a racing simulator... Um, and I thought that was kind of a, you know, it's always fun to see those those touches from game to screen, but it works so much better with with cars, right? Like in the Doom movie had the famous first person <laughs> movie, which is just super cheesy. But for like a a racing movie or a car, you know, film mostly centered around cars, I feel like having that kind of viewpoint from video game to, to screen cinematically works really well. Yeah, if they could put those cameras obviously on vehicles, which I can't for many reasons, like in real racing, NASCAR, Indy, they'd be so cool and much more funner to watch these races with those cool angles. But like I think NASCAR has like cameras embedded in the track, so when they're flying by, you see it. That's really cool. Obviously, you can't have cameras on the cars, but Gran Turismo fulfilled those awesome angles that we get in the video game, and it looks beautiful seeing it on the screen. always loved over the years of cinematography whenever you see those really cool car chases then you see the behind the scenes and there's like an entire rig built on top of the car or a crane built off to the side of the car with the cameras the way that they used to have to do practical effects back in like the 80s and 90s uh, so it's cool to see that cameras have come far enough where you can almost rig them into the cockpit now because that's uh they've come a long way and right it, it's cool man and Sony was the were the cameras that were used for Top Gun Maverick. So it seems a um, very similar type of try to fit in the cockpit and make sure you can get high quality shots in a very constrained area. Very cool. All right, so you're all ready to jump into these here lists. Yeah, man, what do you want to start with? Movies or shows or games and who? Here's here's what I'm thinking. And, and y'all can ag agree or disagree. I like. Oh, I agree. I already like what you're thinking. I'm in on Drew's plan. When we're planning live on the show. I feel like we'll start with our number five movie and do each person do their number five. And then we'll jump to each person's number five TV show and then game. And we'll jump back and forth that way. Does that sound good to everybody? So that way it's not just movies. And then, you know, then we're, we're really jumping around here. You know, we better not really run out of time because I want to get to the number ones. <laughs> oh, we we will. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So, um, well, I actually, Sean, I believe since you're the guest, I'm gonna go with you first, and we'll start with your number five most anticipated film of 2023. All right, I'm gonna go with the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. That's Ooh, supposedly supposed to be here in December of this year, but they're not shooting till spring, so that's a very tight frame. But it's Ghostbusters Firehouse, that's the you know, the filming name for it till we get an actual title. But that is on my list for number five. Half the things that we list in these in these different lists are probably as soon as these episodes post, they're gonna announce that they got delayed to twenty twenty four, like pretty much everything <laughs> we all choose. Um uh, No, that's that's an that's an interesting you were a big fan of Ghostbusters Afterlife, weren't you? 
Yeah, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. I'm, I'm getting ready to get my um, my Proton Pack from um, Hasbro. Should be shipping soon. So I did that little. Did you get the the gun also that no, connects to the Proton to... Pack? No, I will. They're around still, so I'm going to grab one. I was hoping it might be discount because I had to pay pretty. My brother got one years ago when they first announced, and so he lost his business when the Proton Pack got announced, and then that they all work together and everything uh, that they plug in and work functionally. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a huge Ghostbusters fan. Yeah, it's exciting what they built with that, and um, pretty screen accurate, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, say... it's like the next coolest thing to getting like a lightsaber that actually like comes out of the hilt and goes all the way up and comes <laughs> back. That well, like a Star Wars fan would lose their mind for a real lightsaber, right? Uh, the proton packs as real as it gets, and you can actually catch ghosts with it too. I heard. Well, of course. Ghostbusters Afterlife had a lot of things in it that I liked, and then I really did not like the last action sequence or the 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 climax of it. But I had to make sure that that didn't tarnish my whole experience because there was a lot in that movie that I did like. Which which part are you talking about when they're back at the the house or when they're fighting in the mountain? I am talking about the legacy aspect of it. Oh, okay, I gotcha. How very small it was. Yes, and almost anticlimactic, despite knowing, and then a just something that they did in that that didn't quite work for me very well. That's all I'll say. Because I know that movie came out over a year ago, and so we're kind of po- past the point of, of um, you know, we probably can spoil it. But I won't, in case there is somebody out there listening that hasn't seen it yet. I don't want to spoil it. But it has to do with the very final action sequence where I also I'll just say this because I don't think it's a spoiler. Everybody knows that the original Ghostbusters are in that movie and there is a point where they show up at the end. And it was it just wasn't it wasn't what I wanted. If you're at home and you're that guy or gal who hasn't seen the Ghostbusters movie yet, don't feel bad. I haven't. And I also like the Ghostbusters and sort of want to. I just haven't seen it. I don't know why. I have no excuse. Uh, but thank you for not spurling anything for me. I, I will have no comment. <laughs> I have strong. I think Jahan was a, was not a big fan of that movie. Well, let's move on then from my pick to someone else's. Then how about that? Hey, I'm glad that you didn't pick it because it gave gave us a chance to talk about it. And I, I, I here's the thing: at the end of the day, any new Ghostbusters movie that comes out, I'm gonna go see it. So it's worthy of discussion. Jahan, what is your number five uh-huh. film? So I'm not sure how exact... I have conflicting feelings about this movie, but I put it on my list anyways because I'm still excited to see it. Uh, Last Train to New York. Uh, it is the American reimagining of Train to Busan. Uh, I mean, I was annoyed when I heard that they were remaking it because, like, why? The first one was good. Like, why you got to make it American? But hey, like, it's going to New York. I don't know. It's going to be different, I hope, and I'm excited for it. I actually just saw train to busan for the first time only like two years ago or so so i'm i came to that movie more recently and it rules so good that movie rocks it's one of the best modern zombie movies and in case y'all didn't know jahan he's a zombie guy i do like my lists are peppered with the undead so okay okay Gary, your number five. 
So I know that DC movies have not been good, and I know there's no reason to expect them to suddenly be good. Uh, James Gunn's there now. He's taking over now, writing scripts now. But Blue Beetle was already in production. It was originally slated to be an HBO Max movie, and then they decided, let's up the production budget. So I have to imagine that uh, there's there's a real chance that this is streaming quality movie or worse. Uh, I hope, however, I hope that this standalone DC movie, since they chose this standalone approach and separated themselves... I really hope that they they strike lightning here and they have a great character in Blue Beetle and it's a fun, great movie. I've seen some of the costume stuff behind the scenes and it looks really good. And I like Blue Beetle as a character, so my number five most anticipated movie will be DC's Blue Beetle. What's Blue Beetle's deal? What's his thing? Uh, He has has an alien cyborg costume. Uh, think of it as sort of like a Venom symbiote type of situation, except it's like a robot, and it's not quite as evil. But it does like to like blow people's heads off and kill people. It does not mind. And Jaime Reyes, the, the person who occupies the costume, is much more kinder heart than that. Uh, he's not the, the killing type of hero. So he's sort of struggling with the young hero, sort of maybe spirit of vengeance, ghostwriter venom persona type of thing that you've seen a million times uh, but he's of course jaime reyes he's a mexican character and i think his stories take place in el paso and in new mexico so it's a cool sort of southwestern vibe to it as well so it's got some things that set it out from other superheroes and i'm just fingers crossed hoping that blue beetle will be at least watchable big big fan of blue beetle i i also like blue beetle yeah, it'll be I'm interesting. A big fan of the guy playing because... Blue Be- Beetle, Sholo, mm. from Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. I I assume that it's not really going to tie into anything in the bigger scale, so it kind of works out for all of the reworking of the DC universe right now. That I think this thing is just kind of going to it, exist on its own, which will be it, good for it. It really reminds me of almost like where Daredevil winded up landing for the Netflix Disney thing. Where if this is good, I could see them keeping Blue Beetle around, and if it's not, they could just ignore it and pretend it never happened. So I hope that this is good and they keep him it's around. A good cast, man. I didn't realize. I just looked it up because you said uh, Zolo was Susan there. Sarandon. Susan I Sarandon, think George, George Lopez, Lopez. Uh, mm-hmm. Harvey Gullion, who is from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He's Guillermo, uh, and he was also in that Werewolf movie recently. But yeah, no, it's a good cast, man. I'm, down to see this. He was in Werewolf Within. I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll keep Blue Beetle around in the DCU. Sholo's young enough and it's a young character. And so there's no reason. He looks really young for his age, anyway. I so. think even if the movie's not great, they can still save the actor and save the character if they want to. I'm curious to see. And this is sort of our first taste of, you know, what's James Gunn going to do with his new DC verse? Does he keep this or does he move on? Uh, and that's exciting for me to, to see this pivotal moment. Well, my number five movie is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And bear with me here. Here's here's why I'm excited for this one. Because I know, I get it. It's, you know, oh, he's so old. And yeah, and yeah I know, I know. Um, 
But James Mangold's directing, which I think is exciting. Um, I love Spielberg. I've been on the record on this show. I sing the praises of Steven Spielberg um, all the time. And however, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing that he's stepping away from this. He's got his other things going on. Um, The reception for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull wasn't necessarily the best at the time. I have revisited that movie since. I think it's not as bad as everybody says it is. It has its issues, but I still like that movie. However, James Mangold, I loved Ford versus Ferrari. I loved Logan. I think that he's, you know, a pretty, pretty great, incredible director. So I'm interested to see a new vision, you know, a new director doing Indiana Jones. And I think that there's going, I, I just low key think this is going to surprise people and end up being, really great so that's why i'm choosing not the same person that did the crystal skull it is not the same person that did the crystal i might i might see it uh yeah i also logan logan i think was like a masterpiece man i love logan that was such a good movie i do not have any hate for crystal skull for what it's worth um but i'm not excited or unexcited to see this movie uh didn't make my top five though i'm but i'm not an indiana jones stan admittedly I'm an indie fan. I liked Crystal Skull just because I like aliens. I just thought it was interesting they went that route. But for an Indiana like franchise, I thought that was kind of like at a left field. <laughs> and but is Shia gonna return? That's my question. I highly yeah, doubt it. Call in from jail or wherever. My uh, my thing with with this movie is that as somebody who goes to the movies a lot, I have already seen this trailer several times before other movies that I've gone to see. And this one definitely runs the risk of me just being so burnt out on seeing the trailer by this summer when the movie actually comes out that I'll be like, you know, will that impact my viewing of the movie at all? Hopefully not. But just runs the risk of me getting really tired of seeing that trailer over and over. I feel lucky I haven't seen a trailer yet. Let's take it back to Sean for your number four most anticipated movie of the year. All right. My number four pick. We're doing movies or we're going to TV? We're jumping. What are we doing? Ooh, ooh. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's. Sorry. Rotate. Let's go to number five for TV shows now. Wow. Okay. We're okay. never going to get to number ones. <laughs> we'll try not to ban trust much, but I'll try my best. Uh, for TV, my number five pick is season four of Barry. Ah, and the final. I love Barry. Yeah, I I started watching it last year just because I was like, let me see what the fuss is about. I need something to watch <laughs> on this on the streaming app I'm paying way too much for. And <laughs> I watched the first season, the first episode. I'm like, what is this? I didn't know it was what it was about. Nothing at all. And I was like, this is a sick show. Yeah. Awesome premise. Great acting. Love Henry Winkler. I think that's what really got me into the show a lot more than I should have. Um and been hooked ever since. It's been really fun and wild. I have to recommend that to my parents to watch and be like, get ready for a crazy show that makes <laughs> just makes no sense with the lead actor. It just makes no sense at all. Barry Streaming Barry. Sorry, say that again? HBO. HBO. Okay. Yeah, HBO. Yeah, it's HBO I haven't Max. seen it. I need to check it out. I do have HBO, so I can do that. And correct me if I'm wrong, isn't season four the final season of Barry? I believe so. Yeah, I think so, so it's too. Very good. 
But I only read that in a headline. I don't follow the season, uh, the series that closely. So if they got renewed or something, um, don't shoot me for giving I mean, you gang information. So far, you can take that premise without being it so like just repetitive and just like well, you know, he's reached his goal pretty much, but he's dealing with other stuff and there's other things coming out of it. But yeah, they didn't have a good ending to it. It's but I, it might be like curb your enthusiasm. We'll come back right <laughs> for like someday, and they'll just continue it in some weird. Word yeah, word. I would. I wouldn't be surprised at all, uh, especially with the success it's had. I'm sure if Bill Hader wanted to come back in a few years and had more ideas for an original story, most of the cast would be willing to come back. Barry in Paris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to think, uh, what order did I do? Jahan or yeah, you next? Five TV show. Yeah, that's Jahan. Uh, my number five most anticipated TV show of 2023 is. The Legend of Vox Machina season two. Nice uh, pick. I'm pretty excited for it. Uh, the first season. So the first season blew me away. Like I, I was like, I rolled my eyes so hard when that show got announced. I didn't care. Uh, like I like Critical Role. They're great at what they do. Uh, I think they're. But you wouldn't consider yourself play. a critter. No, I'm definitely not a critter. Uh, I mean, I listened to season two. I liked a lot of it. Uh, it's good. They're good. No hate on them. You know, but I, I rolled my eyes right there. But then I watched the show and it blew me out of the water. Uh, it was fantastic. I hope that season two is as good. I hear that the season one story arc from when they were actually playing was like their best story arc. So I, I'm not sure, you know, how the second one's going to be, but I'm, I have high hopes. I am a fan of Matt Mercer and Friends, but I don't listen to the Critical Role show like I used to. Uh, in fact, I don't keep up to their weekly shows anymore, but I do like them and appreciate what they've done for the hobby, especially of tabletop role-playing and streaming Same. and things like that. Um, well said. That's about how I feel about them. I totally forgot about season two of this show, and I will watch it without a doubt. Yeah, hell yeah. Good news. Good pick, Jahan. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm not feeling as good about my pick, and so this is my... It's not my top five most anticipated. This is my least anticipated of the shows that are coming out, okay? Because <laughs> if, if I say top five, it makes it sound like it's good, and I don't think this is going to be good. Um, so Netflix is doing That 90s Show, oh, okay. which is a That 70s Show spinoff, but it does have Kitty and Red, uh, and it's like the kids of... The, it's the grandkids go to visit for the summer, and so the grandkids there are making friends with kids in the neighborhood. And so it's almost a Fuller House sort of approach where they're going to bring in the parents for different episodes for cameos. Uh, so you'll see all of the characters you love except for the rapey guy who's not going to be in the show. Um, but they're going to have uh, Fez and they're going to have uh, the Eric and the Donna and the Jackies. And so... Uh, and then, like I said, Kitty and Eric and Red are our main full-time characters. It took way too long to think of who you were talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that piece. <laughs> the rapey guy, yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, Kitty and Red, I could watch them playing a couple on TV until the day they die. I love the mom and dad vibes that those that the actor and actress have. And so watching them play a grandma and grandpa, that might just be good enough to get me through an entire season, no matter how bad that 90s show is. Um, but I do think it'll be about as good as Fuller House, which I think Fuller House was watchable. That that show was um, when that news came out. That was actually our number one article for last year. 
for 2022. That's crazy. The cast returning for that 90s sh- show. And it, it, it looks a long cute. way. It's a yeah. big old tub. Of I rewatched all that. Yeah. It's I a rewatched double all of that 70s show. It's a double well, dose because it's nostalgia where... for that 70s show and the 90s. Well, and that's that's what I was going to say, Johanna. It's like, the, you know, I wasn't a big that 70s show person, but I think part of the appeal for that when it came out was all of the older people who grew up in the 70s watching and seeing the 70s vibe. And now we're all the ones nostalgic for the 90s, so I have more interest in watching that 90s show just to see how they show the 90s and if if I get some sort of nostalgia for it if that well sense. you can't forget that that 80s show was a total bomb and a terrible. total disaster it was and that so was yeah. so yeah. yeah it was not even related really to the to that 70s show it was just kind of just it using just the next the name they can mm-hmm. yeah. didn't even know that existed mm-hmm. it was a total bomb so now they have to contend with that and with sort of you know some of the actors having some shaded history and can you afford all the actors to come back full time? So I don't know if it'll be good, uh, and I don't know if it'll be unwatchable. But I will watch it. So that's why I put it here. It is anticipated for me. I do want to see this. I just don't think it will be good. Uh, it's that '90s show coming to Netflix in 2023 at some point. Just um, next week, 19th of this month, I think. All right. Yeah. I don't have 19th. to wait long to be disappointed. That's good news. <laughs> Or you might love it. Yeah, I think it's um, the 19th or so. Coming up soon. So, my number five is a Marvel series. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is on one of y'all's lists somewhere else. But my number five is Secret Invasion. Um, coming to Disney Plus in, I think, a couple months. Like, at March-ish. Uh, I famously did not have any Marvel shows. Actually, none of us, I think... Gary Jahan and I had any Marvel shows on our top five TV shows of 2022. Uh, but that doesn't keep me from anticipating some coming out this year. I'm, I'm excited for secret invasion. Oh, let's see. I, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll put it that way. Um, none. There were a lot of Marvel shows this past year that I was excited for. And then I, you know, upon viewing them was a little just maybe just whelmed i would say secret invasion i'm hoping has the feel of like a big marvel event but in the form of one of their disney plus shows um so hopefully that's going into it with the right mindset and not going into it setting myself up to be disappointed um but yeah i think i feel like everything i've seen for secret invasion so far sounds good and i think it has a cool cast i believe olivia coleman's in it and then of course um the returning Marvel characters. And so, yeah, so Secret Invasion. It's my number five. That I was my actually, pick. That was nice. my pick, too. Great pick. Yep, I, uh, I didn't want to fill my, my list up with Marvel stuff, so I did not pick Secret Invasion. I saw it. I'm interested, but I, I didn't pick it. Um, Sean, well, number, that was number five, too. Well, Spoiler. that was actually going to be my number one. And that was my number one I anticipated, to be honest. Really? <laughs> so I'm going we'll to make a shift. It. No, I'm going to I'm going to add something else. I have some secondary choices I can fill in there. No problem at all. Okay. So I, well I can say, on. spoilers for later, I can say Gary and I share the same number one. I'll say that now. Um, so we'll we'll get to that down the line. And there's another one that's on Gary's list that is also on mine. So... 
just being able to look at those. So we'll, we'll ha- there are going to be a few overlaps here, which I think that's to be expected. Um, but yeah, so that's so that's our top fi- five most anticipated TV show or see, number five most anticipated TV shows. Should we do our number five game? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, like, I'm ready. If I like you are. shift. I Sean, sure that... do you have a, a yeah, number I... five game that you're anticipating? I do. I just need to make sure it's coming out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. uh, Pikmin 4 for Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming out oh. this year. Yeah, I think it's still coming out this year, so I'm excited for that when it was teased. That's a solid uh, Pikmin, my friend. Yes. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Just some nostalgia there and just... I love a Nintendo Switch, to be honest. I mean, I'm, I used to be a bigger gamer than I am today, and I used to be obsessed with uh, PlayStation, and then like just kind of went back to Nintendo, and I feel like Nintendo is really more my vibe now. Hence the shirt. Oh, I was yeah. going to say fitting with the shirt that you're wearing today also. Yes. For those that can't see it, it is a... Uh, it's the Nerdtropolis logo, but made in the style of the Nintendo logo. It's very inspired one-off. <laughs> you like that and other fine TV-related and movie-related te- uh, shirts with Nerdtropolis on them, check out nerdtropolisshop.com. <laughs> what do I have on there? <laughs> I don't know what I have on there. It's a bunch of men's thongs. That's weird. <laughs> I think Drew's modeling them for us. Oh. <laughs> the website traffic goes up 10,000%. All you have to do is put up a white background. and you. That's why I sent them like to the... <laughs> To review the movies to sell some thongs too. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta work for Daddy's Nerdtropolis money, Drew. All right, Jahan. <laughs> John, what's your number five? My number five most anticipated game. So this list was much harder for me. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of games coming out this year. This I hope this is a better year for games than last year. Last year, I feel like there's a lot of duds, like a lot of duds. Uh, but my number I'm with five, you, Jahan. I feel like. I feel like the stuff that I was looking forward to the most got pushed to 2023. Yeah. Or other stuff that I was looking forward to just came with the whimper. Like, I was genuinely excited for Gotham Knights. And then the reviews came out, and it was so-so. I bought it at the Black Friday sale, and I did play it for a few hours after. And I'm just like, man, I I was struggling to get into it at all. So It was was not a good game. Uh, Yeah, I felt the same way about, like, Callista Protocol. I was really excited for that. The reviews came out. It... It's apparently Row. dog shit. Saints Row was garbage. Yeah, a lot of disappointment last year. Uh, this year, it's it's from uh, from soft, from soft, never soft. People that did Elden Ring, uh, but one of my favorite franchises of all time, Armored Core is coming back with the sixth installment uh, from the creators of Elden Ring. So they're promising like some integration of some of the mechanics from that, and like they've learned new things. Blah blah blah. It looks graphically amazing. I don't know if any of you ever played Armored Core. I remember playing it on PS2, uh, and like you would, I would load my mech up to my memory card, take it over to my friend's house, and we'd go do like mech battles together. Uh, it is a really really fun game and one of the best mech games that I've ever played. So I'm. Pretty I know excited. Armored Core, but I'm more of a mech assault guy. Mm, uh, that of course was the Microsoft series. That was a bit more arcadey and cartoony. Mm. Yeah, Armored Core. It's I don't know. It's they tr- they approach it the same way like uh, games like Gran Turismo approach racing games. Like it's supposed to be 
a simulation. You can micromanage like a lot of your stats and stuff. And then you take your t tuned machine out and you run it around the track. Except you know you're shooting guns. So uh, I'm pretty excited for this one. Is that coming out for all the systems? I think so. I don't think it's uh, an exclusive of any kind. I'm Armored Core Six. I might be able to, to get into custom tuning a mech and tearing people up on the battlefield with you. I might, I might be able to get behind that. Hells yes. Yeah. Yeah, I could see me doing that. My number five uh, anticipated game is a 1988 cult classic hit movie, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, Good pick. In in this movie, clowns show up and they turn people into cotton candy, take them back to the fun house, stab them with giant straws, and suck all their blood out. Um, the video game is asymmetric, a lot like the Jason games and a lot like uh, Evil Dead, except instead of being one bad guy, there are three bad guys and seven good guys. So instead of being three on one, it's seven on three. So you've got ten guys playing which I think really wakes up this genre a little bit because I would have loved to play the Ghostbuster game where one person plays as a ghost and four plays Ghostbusters. But when I play games, I play with two or three people. And it won't let you multi-queue that way. One person has to pick bad guy who's playing solo, and it just kind of breaks up your teams. It breaks up your squad in a weird way. When you have three villains and seven people on a team, you will never have a pre-made group of seven guys, and you'll probably have three. So the three you can play ghosts, the three you can swap, a single guy can play ghosts, get matched with a duo. So the way that it makes the community sort of play together, I think it'll keep life in the game longer than the other games that have the four-on-one. Those communities fall apart, in my opinion. So I'm excited yeah. for this because it's based on a pre-existing thing that I think is funny, three people playing mm -hmm. as giant dopey evil clowns and they take this genre that i think is dying and i didn't really know how to solve this counter-op genre i've always enjoyed people playing as bad and good versus but the strong guys are bad guys and they're better i think this is a great way of finally balancing that with the three on seven curious to see how killer clowns is when it comes out uh, games like this they only ever suffer from having not enough people buy the game it's just a small community that'll fizzle so we will see how they do on marketing and what the price point is um, my number five most anticipated game will be Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Underrated movie. Underrated. Absolutely, Absolutely. underrated. I, I always Whoa. thought it was garbage because, like, they used to sell it at, like, the dollar store on DVD. Like, and, like, they frame it like it's a crap movie. Then I finally watched it. I was like, this is pretty, this is pretty good. <laughs> this is pretty good stuff. I think it has a pretty loyal cult following these days. I'm the leader of that cult. in a long time. That's one that I'm watching. <laughs> Gary House. Like we were kids, and Gary's older brother's like, "Here, let's watch this, guys," and we and put it on, and and uh, yeah, that was the day that I became an adult. You know, this it, it was it was it was transformative. Yeah, man, killer clowns from outer space will make you a man. You heard it from Drew. <laughs> my number five game uh, I am looking forward to this year is Diablo 4 um, which it, it, a lot of that is based on just nostalgia I was a huge Diablo 2 fan um, back in the day and put, sunk way too many hours into that uh, I remember back in, I think it was around 2012 when Diablo 3 came out, and that was truly like an event 
um, for me and some friends that were big Diablo 2 fans and we were all, you know, play, we were playing Diablo 2 when we were like in junior high or, you know, freshman high school. And then all of a sudden Diablo 3 comes out and we're all out of college and, and playing it. And now here we are, um, Diablo 4, where I'm a married adult with a child and I'm going to be playing the next one when it comes out. So, um, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to it. Uh, to be honest, there's been nothing that's been shown about this that I find to be super, you know, more exciting than the past games. But like I said, it's just the nostalgia I have for the past games in this franchise make me that excited for a new a new entry in the series. So Diablo 4. Yeah, I've lost a lot of faith in that uh, franchise personally, but I'm definitely down to try it. I'm really hoping that because of the Activision Blizzard deal, we might get it on Game Pass. Uh, all of those, I mean, if that happens, I'll absolutely play it. I'll probably play it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, yeah, I just, I, I've lost some faith in that series. I really liked it. I love, I love too, but you know. I loved Diablo 2. I felt like they added very little from 2 to 3, and I was totally disappointed, not interested at all, and I think the series is just, like, super flat and dead for me. Uh, I hated their mobile app crap that they did, and I'm really not looking forward to this one at all, personally. Diablo, for me, they, they need to rebuild some trust. And like you said, they haven't really shown anything new or innovative that they're doing. They're just like, look, guys, we're doing more of the same. Which is awesome, because you talked about how much it, it scratched your itch for nostalgia. And that's exactly what you want. Uh, but I want to play something different. I want to play something better, more advanced. I want to see them build and grow. Although, and your, I haven't seen case, that much. They, I think you can actually finally customize characters. So, uh, I says, They're going to have to do more than that <laughs> to win me over. That's, yeah, that's 20 years too late. No, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drew, you were talking about the movie that robbed you of your innocence was Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yeah, it's probably not the right way to say it, but I'm just going to commit to it, so yes. It'll put hair on your chest. Mine was The End of Days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mine was From Dusk Till Dawn. Okay, that's good Are we saying that because it's a a rated R movie? Is that what we're saying? I don't know, the one where you watched it and you were like, like there was too much going on and like you felt it like you're like oh no i shouldn't watch this movie here's here's the thing like as a kid i watched all kinds of dumb movies no but when i watched killer clowns from outer space for the first time i had gained enough awareness at that point to be like even as a you know a teen or however old i was i was like i cannot believe that this exists (laughs) <laughs> like you know even i had that kind of awareness watching that like how how did this even get made i can't believe this exists so uh, you know i guess it was when i was forming more of my movie opinions i was old enough to be following the news but still find things that just completely baffled me at that time how did this get made why does this even exist is the tagline for me Uh, all right so yeah me just period just me uh let's talk about it what's next so we'll go we'll go back to movies and we'll do our number four movies uh most anticipated and we'll kick it off with sean once again all right so my number four movie pick is across the spider-verse that's my oh. number four, too! There we go. Let's tag team this one. 
super exciting that this is a part one. It's a pretty much a two-part film that they're splitting off. Um, and it seems like there's going to be a lot in this movie if they have to make two kind of another follow-up to it that's almost like a direct um, continuation. So I'm excited to see all the Spider-Men and women and everything else they're bringing us. It looks like it's bonkers. Remember when uh, Into the Spider-Verse came out, or, you know, when they announced they were making it and the trailer came out at that time, gosh, what was that, 2018, 2019? I think it was 2018. I can't remember. Um, Regardless, I remember when it came out not being that excited for it. Like, I love Spider-Man, but I just remember thinking, like, oh, this is Sony, it's not MCU, and... I'll go see this because it's Spider-Man and then saw it and was just blown away and it became my number one movie of that year. And uh, I've revisited it a few times since and it's great and holds up every time. And I think it's the first time that for me, the first time since seeing Toy Story when I was a child that I was like, animation has been redefined for me. That's how I felt seeing into the spider-verse so naturally across the spider-verse is gonna have me super hyped it's my favorite movie of a few years ago i'm can't wait for for this sequel and everything i've seen with the trailers looks great so far i mean they're gonna have the spot in there which is one of my favorite spider-man villains he's kind of fun to watch and you got um spider-man 2099 making a big time appearance so voiced by oscar isaac yes I mean, there's so much they're doing in this movie. It's if you thought the last movie was a ten, this is like going to be like a hundred easily. It's just ridiculous how much they're putting in this movie. And they said every like world they go to is a different art style, which is really what why it's taking so long. So every world they go into is a completely like brand new, not similar to the last world they're in. So like when they're jumping around, it's totally different art style. So. Dude Daniel Kaluuya before I watch it. Is, gotcha. Oh yeah, do that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I can't advocate. Uh Daniel Kaluuya voice, voices Spider Punk. Yeah. That's like a pick. Hey, there's so many cameos, so many good voices in this. I'm excited for this movie too. Spider Man's my boy. And uh Yeah, I can't wait to see this movie as well. Yorma voices the vulture? Sweet. <laughs> That's going to be funny. <laughs> that is fun. Well, yeah, uh, that was my number four, too. So we'll go to Jahan's number four. Boom! My number four is easy. We don't have to talk about it too much. I'll say a couple things. But it's Gary's number five. I'm excited for Blue Beetle. The Beetle. Interesting. You know, to, to be honest, I figured... I thought that was such a unique pull on Gary's part. I didn't think that'd be on anybody else's list. So I, Bruh, I think it's cool that you I've been excited since too. they. I've been excited since they announced it. I'm a huge Blue Beetle fan. I love him. I've read some of the comics. I loved... Uh, you get a lot of him in Young Justice, if you ever watch that show. Uh, if, you want, if you want some good Blue Beetle action, uh, if you want to learn more about the character and see him a little bit more before the movie, check out Young Justice. I think season two, which is about the Reach, kind of centers around Blue Beetle, so you actually get a lot of that that hot Beetle action. Blue Beetle's dope. It, uh, Gary described it very well. It is like it's like if Iron Man deliberately like made a symbiote and then forced somebody to wear it. <laughs> like it's it's pretty. Yeah. Cool. 
There are other ones too, right? There's like a black beetle, and the kids just like show up out of yeah, nowhere a bunch and like of other scarabs. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know, man. And he can uh, has a morphic suit. They can make all kinds of weapons. Pretty dope. I'm excited. It looks good. I don't know, like from what I've seen so far, it looks like it's going to be visually exciting. So I- I'm excited for that one. Since we already talked about it, I'm not going to add too much more. Um, I'll move on to my number four, which is an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's coming out in February called Knock at the Cabin. It is based on a book called The Cabin at the End of the World. Uh, So there's a family of three. They're vacationing at their remote cabin. Uh, Four strangers show up and say that they need to sacrifice one of them to prevent the coming apocalypse. Uh, the family's trapped inside the house with Batista and three other armed people, uh, and they Ron have to Weasley. they have to decide what they're gonna do. It's got some Rupert Grint gonna... in it. Really? Yeah, he's one of the four. Hell yeah! He's playing a badass. See, this movie almost made it on my list too. I am also very excited for this one. Uh, I'll watch anything with Batista in it. Yeah, Batista's puts butts in seats the same way that The Rock used to. Batista's puts butts in seats. I mean, Batista um, is like like it's 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 not even close. Like when you compare their acting ability, he's such a better actor than The Rock. The Rock doesn't act. The Rock is just The Rock in situations. It's like, oh, I'm The Rock in space. Ah, oh, I'm The Rock in the San Andreas Fault. Look at me. I'm the you know. I, I will admit that The Rock seems to have made a whole lot of money in his career based on his range. Uh, I was thinking about that <laughs> recently. He has really good agents. And he's he's got to just be a really, really friendly guy that people love working with because they're always willing to pay him that much. So he no, must just really be a joy. No hate to James The Rock Johnson. No hate, no hate to James. But he has a production company. He's a businessman, though. And he he knew well, his he personality was, was going to be the way to make big bucks. Either his agent or producing partner is his ex-wife, too. Yes, the business business partner, um, now the leader of the XFL. So not to not to throw shade at The Rock because he's really done. He's, he's had a great career. It's definitely but... Batista up here. And then, where would you would you put The Rock next or John Cena? Who's... Cena has a lot oh. more to prove. Still, he still needs a lot more to prove. He's gotten better. His in as Peacemaker. Like he changed a lot of my opinions about who he is, but uh, but he needs a serious role. Cena hasn't taken really a serious role yet. He likes being the funny fair, guy, fair. which he does a really he does a good um, way of doing that. He needs to play like an earnest movie. <laughs> it's like like a, <laughs> Cena oh does Christmas or whatever. Yeah, they have the same face. It's so strange. <laughs> I've never thought of that. Have you seen the interviews that Batista has been doing recently about and his quotes on Guardians Volume Three? Because it's kind of interesting. Was his he's last basically, movie? It's like, well, he, yeah, he's Batista's interviews are always really interesting because a lot of times it sounds like he's throwing shade, but I think it's really just how he talks. Um, but he basically has this is. You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, I don't have it in front of me, but essentially he was saying you know, he's kind of happy that Guardians is done. He, he's he's kind of tired of playing Drax that essentially he's like he's liked playing Drax, but it's a silly character. And at the end of the day, he's ready to do more dramatic stuff is what he said. And I'm like, cool, good for you, like because he can do dramatic stuff from what I've seen, you know, even in his small parts in like uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 or, you know, things like that. Like, yeah, he's 
He's great. So he doesn't I, want to work out anymore. He's tired of working out, to be he's, honest. He's way older than he looks. He yeah. came into WWE in his late 30s. He was already a career bodybuilder before that. So his career, before he started taking all those bumps and hits, was already over. He was already old when he came in. And I've watched a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff because I'm a huge wrestling fan. He says that he learned to become a celebrity from Ric Flair and Triple H. And that they taught him how to go from being just a guy or just a face to dressing like a celebrity and acting like a celebrity. And, and you know, you have to be the part if people are going to buy it. Uh, and I think that's sort of what Ric Flair and Triple H sold him on. And you can tell the way he came in and the way he used to be versus the way he is now. Uh, he certainly acts different. He com he's completely composes and he's composed so, so calm and collected now. Uh, whereas before, he's like a guy who had something to prove. Uh, so I'd love to see his career transformation. I'd love to see him do some more serious roles. I think he could. Loved him in Blood, uh, Blade Runner. Hated him in Glass Onion. I know that he was supposed to be hateable. Uh, but I, I, I thought he I like Glass Onion, which I don't I, think. I think I, I also I didn't like Glass Onion. Did not like Glass I Onion. Glass loved. Onion and I loved, I loved Knives Out. Did not like Glass Onion. Did not like Batista in Glass Onion. But that's the first thing I haven't liked him in. I can't wait to go see uh, Knock at the Cabin because it's going to be Batista leading a bunch of little cultists, and he's probably going to be very scary and very unsettling. Uh, and you'll have you'll have to act with your eyes when you act like an insane cultist. So we'll see why, what he's got. But the fact that he has like a tucked in button up shirt is kind of scary. I don't like. He seems so normal, you know. I don't know. It, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we'll he can act. It. You know, unhinged is I think is what we're going to look for here. Not necessarily violent and threatening, but sort of unhinged and weird. Uh, so we haven't seen him act that way yet. I'm excited. M. Night Shyamalan's yeah. definitely had some bombs through his career, though. I'm not going to get signs. into a, a Glass Onion debate with y'all, but I loved that movie. And same, um, same, I, same, yeah, same, and same. Gary, you just went into M. Night, and that's what I was... So actually, I had Knock at the Cabin on my list, and then when I saw it was on Gary's, I took it off, because I knew that we would be able to talk about it. And um, just to talk about the M. Night of it all, like... We all kind of have gone through the phase as as people like we were all at the prime age and movie watching time of when the Sixth Sense came out and how big of a deal that was. And I feel like we probably all were kind of following M Night's career and in the ups and downs that kind of came with that and the super lows of like Avatar: The Last Airbender and and so on. However. As an adult now, like, I feel like I get excited whenever a new M. Night Shyamalan movie does come out, regardless, because yeah. it's just like you don't know if you're going to get a good one or not. <laughs> and even with something like Old um, that came out a couple of years ago, like, I thought Old was fine. And I think a lot of that is based on how it ended, because actually that's a movie that I really enjoyed watching up until like just kind of wondering where it was going to go. And then it ended and you're like, oh, OK. Um, so anyway, it's just like any I'm, I'm at that point now where anytime M. Night's doing something, I'm going to get excited for it, regardless of quality. Yeah. He lost me with the village. I'll tell you that. And then I he completely lost me with village. Avatar. <laughs> and then now with yeah, the Avatar <laughs> was dog watching. shit. Yeah. So he lost me twice. And then only excited for this new movie because of Batista, to be honest. If Batista was in this movie, Absolutely. I wouldn't give two shits. So I, I love I love the village, but I hated Lady in the Water. I thought it was just like the worst thing that could ever happen. 
Uh, and then, of course, The Last Airbender. There's no one that wants to defend that. But old, I didn't love, but I'm with Drew. If M. Night Shyamalan's making a sandwich, I want to take a bite. I, I don't even, I don't know if it's going to be good, uh, but I'm going to take a bite and see what that sandwich is all about. Uh, I can also say that this is not an original M. Night Shyamalan script. It's based off of a book, so there is that. Uh, it's a successful book series, so maybe it'll give him a little bit more power. And he also said this is the fastest he's ever written a script in his entire life. For better or worse, we'll find out. Oh, God. <laughs> and here's the thing with with M Night, like say what you will. Th- th- a lot of the problem is, that, you know, he's written his own stories, and sometimes you get varying degrees of quality. But as a filmmaker, he's an excellent filmmaker. Like as far as the actual technique and the quality of films are like how they look on screen are great. Yes, but... yes. So at least you know you're going to get something that looks good, which is he's one of my favorite robot chicken um, skits. When he pops up, what a twist! What a twist! <laughs> All right, let's get off of let's get off of M Night Shyamalan's dick, Drew. Tell me about your number four upcoming favorite show for 2023. Works. I'll start off TV shows since Sean and I shared the same movie. So my number four TV show. So this is kind of ironic because my number five was a Marvel series with Secret Invasion, and my number four is a Marvel series. But I'm going with Loki season two, um, that is supposed to come out this year. And here's the thing, when the first season of Loki actually came out and I was watching it in real time, I had a lot of friends or people online were really high on it. And I was like, hey, it's okay. Like, it's it's fine. And I was a little underwhelmed by it. But by the end of it, I feel like the whole complete package of it, I really enjoyed the ride and what they built with it. So the fact that we're going to get a second season and jump right into that with some of these characters that now have been established, I'm really excited for whatever kind of wonky things that they can do with Loki season two. So that's why I have opted to put it at the number four spot on my list. It's a good pick. I felt the first season of Loki was weak. I felt like they could have dived more into this multiverse thing, a little more outside of Loki characters himself. But apparently this opens the door. Season two opens the door to a lot more stuff we're going to see in the future phases of MCU. I think that's how um, Deadpool and Wolverine get together somehow with um, Loki and Mobius are going to be in that movie, apparently. Jean so Grey. There's a lot of... Huh? I hear Gene Grey is going to be there as well. There's going to be a lot of stuff. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it's going to be exciting to see what season two of Loki actually brings and sets up. I'm all so in I on love... season two. I love Tom Hiddleston's Loki, and it's there's like not a part for that character in the Marvel Universe right now. It just doesn't really make sense in a storyline. So I love that he exists just outside the storyline as a plot-telling device. Uh, I think the show works great, and I think keeping Tom Hiddleston around as Loki is just awesome. I, I love Loki. Can't wait to see more of it. They could make Loki for like 20 seasons, so just use it as a sidebar story device, and you'd never get a complaint from me. I'd be happy about it. I love season one. Uh, I love <laughs> Owen Wilson in it. It's pretty great. Uh, I, I don't know. They, they found the right part for him, I guess. And uh, I just, I really like the season one a lot. And so I'm very excited. For, it almost made my list as well. It was an honorable mention for me. Well, then we'll kick it back to Sean for his number four most anticipated TV show of 2023. Alright, I gotta go with the Ahsoka series. Super excited to see what that brings us. I need more Star Wars. Um, 
I watched Andor and I wasn't really satisfied. I need lightsabers. I need lightsabers. I'm sorry, but I just need them. <laughs> so super excited to see what Ahsoka shows up. Hopefully we get some flashbacks. That'll be really fun too. But I just need lightsabers in my Star Wars shows. I'm excited for that one too. Uh, but I actually really liked Andor a lot. I was very high. I have Ahsoka as an honorable mention. And I've really liked Rosario Dawson in her appearances in the other shows so far as Ahsoka. So that has me excited for it. But I was not a Clone Wars guy. Like, I haven't watched all that series. So I yeah. don't have those those same ties to the Ahsoka character. Um, but still, I'm hoping that that doesn't matter. I'm hoping that I'll be able to watch the show and enjoy it for what it is without needing all of the Ahsoka just, background. just as a concept, Darth Vader's Jedi Padawan is a cool character concept. So, like, I'm all in. I definitely want to see it. It's also Rosario Dawson. It's, it's like America's, Dawson. like, one of our top America's top five sweethearts, maybe. I, I, Rosario Dawson's the shiznit, man. Uh, I'm not that excited for the show, but like you said, I need lightsabers in my Star Wars, so I'm going to watch this because it's going to have lightsabers in it. <laughs> It's fair. Uh, my number four most anticipated TV show of this year, 2023. Uh, man, you guys are going to make fun of me. Uh, Wolfpack on Paramount Plus. It is a TV show about werewolves yeah. uh, starring Sarah Michelle Gellar. And, you know, you, they said all the right words. And, like, so it popped up in my brain, Google search. And, like, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on it. It's weird that you would say they said all of the right words because they didn't say any of the right words. Paramount plus werewolf show share Michelle Geller. That's gonna be bad. I'm excited. This is this isn't related to the, the the Teen Wolf stuff. Is this a standalone? It's made by the same guy. Yeah, so they have a Teen Wolf movie coming up with the, the MTV actors and stuff like that. But um, I saw they've been plugging Wolfpack, and so it's getting a lot of buzz. Apparently, it has a pretty good cast, and you got Sarah Michelle Geller in there, so. That's I'm a winner, right? I'll give it a shot. There's a trailer for this. I have not seen the trailer. There's a trailer. I'll definitely give it a shot. Uh, that's the one I'm excited for. I didn't expect a lot of follow-up conversation. I'll just say that. <laughs> but, uh, hey, I like what I like. I also don't expect a lot of follow-up for my number four most anticipated show. Mine is Velma on HBO Max. This is a TVMA reimagining of Velma from the Scooby-Doo series. Uh, and from the trailer, it looks like she is a black lesbian. She may not be black, it may just be the lighting, but it looks like she's black now. Doesn't bother me, who cares, uh, who gives a shit? She's Indian. She's, she's Indian. Indian. There you go. Yeah, it's, so, it's Mindy Kaling. It's yeah, Mindy, yes. Mindy Kaling voice. <laughs> so. I guess that's what I should have said, right? She's a person of color now, certainly. She's not just a white girl, which doesn't change the character at all. Uh, the other, the other characters, you've got Fred. Uh, Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia and AP Bio. Uh, so famously just a really hateable comedian who's always really cringy and awful. So I'm looking forward to a really hateable, stupid, dipshit Fred who thinks that he's better than everyone and tries to mansplain everything to Velma. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this sort of focus on her character and an adult comedy version of Scooby-Doo. Uh, 
the only character who I don't know is in it is Scooby. I'm not. I'm not sure there's if there's no a Scooby. Not sure if there's Scooby a Scooby. Is not allowed. He's not you've, allowed on the show. That's so you've so, got Shaggy, you've got Freddy, you've got Daphne, but no Scoob. Fortunately, but Shaggy's though, not been called Shaggy. What's his real name? It's he's called. Um, yeah, he is called something else. Yeah, he's called his uh, actual name, uh, Norbert, right? Norb. I think it's just Norb, maybe. It Norville. Is. Norville. Norville. Yeah, Norville. Right. Yeah. That's I've been hearing dumb. a lot of like okay things about this show so I'm ex- i want to know what you think when you finally watch it if it's- these these adult comedies i watch all of them because there's a million a year and there are so many misses there's so few hits i think one of the biggest problems with these types of show is the pacing of jokes if you have a show like this and it's just joke 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 it will not work it'll fall apart and it'll be annoying you have to space it out have a plot and have character development in your comedy shows people still want substance so i'll report back uh, based on what I've seen about this show, it looks kind of like the Harley Quinn HBO Max show. I get a lot of the same that's, vibes from that. That's what I was going to ask, actually. I was like, is this supposed to be like the Harley Quinn version uh, or, you know, like equivalent in the Scooby-Doo universe? Because it is an adult animated show that's going to sure. be on HBO, yeah. you know, from Warner. So I can't you can't help but make the the comparison. I think there is a little bit of comparison there to be made. I think that's fair. And even in the the trailer for the show, they they show a knife and blood all over the window, like if somebody gets stabbed. So there is going to be some sort of violence in the show, also like yeah, Harley Quinn. They're solving actual murders now. Uh, so it's uh it I I think it's going to struggle to find its feet in the first season, but I think there will be a second season, and that's just guessing going into this. I honestly don't think there'll be a second season with the show. Oh no. <laughs> I think that they're not going to be like, yeah, we did it. It's not something we want to move forward with because with the new leadership and yeah, there's also that huge shakeup at HBO. You're right. So just because it is made doesn't mean it will continue to get made. Yeah, they just got put put it out there since it's already made. They I already have cut zero, around. I yeah, have zero faith stuff up. in anything that they put the HBO mark on these days. It, it all, you know, they're just fire sailing it also. But I am excited for this one too. Uh, I, I hope I'm not sure if they're doing supernatural stuff too, but I, I hope it's actual supernatural hijinks and murders. I think there's a place away. in this world for a TVMA slash rated R Scooby Doo reimagining. Same. I, I think I think there's a place for that. Um, I don't know if Velma is it, but I do think that Scooby Doo fans would watch an Adult Swim Scooby Doo. I just want my uh, my Scoop sequel that got canned last year. The sequel oh, to Scooby right. was like a it was part of that same dump with uh, with Bad Girl. Yeah, they were done with it too. It was supposed to come. It was like a holiday like sequel. And I'm waiting for yeah. the Scrappy Doo solo film personally. Well, if there's no Scoob sequel. There's no Scrappy Doo solo movie. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't He's definitely not going to get any love. It's like somewhere in the HBO fortress that there's just like a shelf hidden somewhere with Batgirl and Scoob, the Scoob sequel, like Blu-ray discs just on a shelf somewhere hidden behind. Whenever the four of us plan a heist, that will be the heist. We're going to go in and get Batgirl and Scoob. That's what we're going to heist. You hear that Netflix? Kaleidoscope season two. (laughs) (laughs) They're gonna be, that's 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 gonna be the season two of Kaleidoscope, us four. It's also kind of the plot of fanboys. But, uh... Uh, so that will put it back in Sean's court, and now we're off of shows and onto number four anticipated game of the year. All right. 
tight. So I got uh, Street Fighter Six. Yes. It's a good pick. I like fighting pick. games. I love Street pick. Fighter. I love my Mortal Kombat. So I'm excited to see um, Street Fighter getting a proper next installment. And it looks really good. And can't wait to see what characters, if they add any new characters. Street yeah. Fighter is an absolute, hands down, no questions asked classic. Uh, that's an absolutely great pick. I'm just dog crap at fighting games, so it's not on my list. But what a classic. Street Fighter is top tier, god level fighting game. Just I, tap that control all over your head and just see what buttons you can just <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest Street Fighter guy. My brother-in-law likes it a lot. I want to give it a shot when this comes out. Uh, but I'm more, I go, I think I go Mortal Kombat, Tekken, then Street Fighter. I think that's my hierarchy. Street Tekken. Fighter was first for me. I don't know, Street Fighter was my first, like, welcoming into, like, introduction to that world of fighting games Mine with Sega Genesis 2. Tekken was really cool. I do like the characters in Tekken. But like Mortal Kombat just was like I like next Mortal Kombat level. more, but I think Tekken is probably the best fighting game in my opinion. But no hate to Street Fighter. Street Fighter is good. Well, Tekken had really cool camera angles. Yeah. I um, think if you play enough Tekken, you can actually learn to fight in real. That's life. what I'm thinking too. They showed some really like legit moves and like the thing <laughs> with Tekken. Every angle. Is like one button is your right arm, one's your left arm, one's your left leg, one's your right leg. So to do your combos, you have to make sure your feet are planted and make sure your body's in the right position. So Tekken combos are based on timing, character movement, and remembering like what arms and feet to use. But the other games are based on like ABY combo, which may or may not uh, shoot a fireball, which has nothing to do with your kick or your fist. I mean, so you can almost actually learn to fight from Tekken if you pay attention to timing and what limbs move. Well, I mean, they should offer it for the PSVR, too, if they could do that. Um, like, I have a, um, a meta quest, and there's a boxing, like, workout, and you're, like, getting real moves, and you're sweating and yeah. stuff. So Street Fighter on the PSVR, too, would be sick. I can't I'm wait for these videos of parents accidentally punching their kids in the face. I look forward to it. Or doing the high two again and just, like, hitting someone. <laughs> right out the window. <laughs> All right, Drew, what's your number four most anticipated game of 2023? Well, Gary, I'm glad that you asked, because if your list is, as you have it here, we share the same number four, which is Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Kill the Justice Kill League. The Justice. Honorable mention on yeah. my list, yeah. My list, so guys. I... That was my number one. Oh, really? Was yeah. No, good pick, a... guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, what a premise. This yeah, is the one ahead. I had a fun factoid before the podcast. I had a fun fact of this one that was like bubbling in my stomach and I wanted to get it out. Um, this is Kevin Conroy's last Batman performance. Oh, this is yeah. the last the last time he ever that. recorded Batman. So I will buy this game. Me too. I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it for that reason. And I think that Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is going to be just as bad as Gotham Knights or worse because... Oh, I hope not. Don't say that. Do not they, say that. They gave me that expectation. I didn't create that. They did that to themselves. Is it? It's not the same company, though, right? It's not. It's not. It's so good. Rocksteady did the Arkham yeah. trilogy, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight, and they, they actually did Arkham VR as well. Um for the for the PSVR and, and so on, but um, they handed off the Gotham 
you know, Gotham Knights to another studio, and they've been hard at work on the Suicide Squad game for a long time. Because for a long time, before it was announced that they were doing it, a lot of people thought they were making a Superman game. Like, that was the heavily rumored thing, was that Rocksteady had transitioned from Batman, they were working on a Superman game, and then rumors started to swirl that, no, it wasn't that, that it was a Suicide Squad game. And we finally got that unveiled, like, what, about two years ago? They probably officially announced it. And uh, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was this supposed to come out last year or in 2022 and then got delayed? I feel like I that so. maybe is the case. And it's an open world sandbox shooter uh, that takes place in Metropolis. So I bet that's why people early on thought it was going to be a Superman game because it's a sandbox Metropolis game. Well, what would you think? Uh, I'd have been all over Superman. See, I, um, so I actually have high hopes for this game. I think it's going to be good. It looks good. Uh, I four don't know. playable characters. Yeah, four Rock playable Steady characters. has not disappointed me so far. I've loved all the Arkham games. And so, yeah, this is like like just Rocksteady's name on it alone justifies the it. The Arkham games are fantastic. Absolutely. Some of the best Superman games. I wish we got another game. one. Like, I, the Arkham games were one of my favorite video games to ever play. It's the only games that really got me to play the video games lately as I became an adult when I started getting away from being a gamer. But those are the games that brought me back in with the Arkham games. Who are you guys going to play? The four characters are Captain Boomerang, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and King Shark. Dead, uh, Deadshot. Oh, King Shark for sure. Garrett, you know who voices King Shark in this game, right? Oh, is it, is it Samoa Joe? Is it Samoa Joe? It is. It is Samoa Joe. So, Samoa Joe, I know you guys aren't the biggest wrestling marks. This dude has a voice. The first time I ever heard Samoa Joe cut a bad guy promo, I was like, man, when this guy's done wrestling, he should be a voice actor. Uh, He is getting older. He's wrestling part-time now. Last, he's wrestling with AEW instead of WWE, which I guess has opened up his schedule enough to do some voice acting. Hell yeah. Samoa Joe just has a... He's got a voice, man. An absolutely menacing, brutal, terrifying voice. Who you Me, yeah. I'm going Captain Boomerang. I, I want a gun that... Yeah, I want a gun that comes back. Okay. Is this online gameplay? Because if we're picking different characters, Jahan, who you got? I got... So I was going to go Captain Boomerang or Harley Quinn, depending on which one was open. So it sounds like we got all four. Mm-hmm. So can we... If this is online gameplay, let's play. Yeah, it's definitely it will play. be. It's online for oh, Windows, PlayStation it. 5, and Xbox Series XS. Is uh, it cross-platform so or no? Probably not, I would guess. I don't see it anywhere. Um, yeah. I'll get it for PlayStation 4 that I have. Um, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't know if it would be for PlayStation 4. It's listed as five PlayStation 5, Windows, and Xbox XS. Well, then I'm screwed. Yeah, I think you might be screwed. Where Drew, Jahan, and I, each one of us owns an X or S, one of those series. Uh, we'll be able to slap it, but yeah, Sean... grab an S, they're real cheap right now. It sounds like we're going to have a CPU dead shot running around, controlled by an AI, because Sean's not going to be with us. Uh, we can call him Sean, though. Yeah, let's rename him in the game. Let's yeah. call him Sean. Uh, uh, my, so, so that takes it for that's mine and Drew's. That's yours and Drew's. My number four, man. All right, I know. Okay, just leave me alone about it. My number four is called The Day Before. All right, it is a open world. Oh, is it a Christmas game? Is it happen on Christmas Eve? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, 
This is the Violent Night video game. No, it is a open world MMO uh, zombie survival game, and it looks really good. Uh, I think it's made by the same people that did the Division, or no, it uses the same system as the Division, which is like called Raindrop or something. But it looks really cool. Uh, I'm really excited for it, and I hope someone plays with me. I don't know, but I'll play by myself if I have to, because. You know me. I have particular taste. Is it just like another zombie game in a city? Is it just like the same old thing or what? Uh, it, it looks better. Uh, it looks better because a lot of those zombies in the city game are poorly executed. Like this one actually looks like it has good controls, good graphics, uh, good gameplay. Uh, and it's not just zombies that are going to be running around. There's going to be NPC like people with guns shooting at you. And you're going to be playing on a server with other people. So... Is give you that. Uh, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to is try it, it. Is it okay? So I played Division. Um, Division's not really like a uh, like a building crafting survival game so much. You're not like building a house out of. I don't think this is either. I think it just has the survival mechanics. Interesting. I'll definitely take a look at this. You know, I'm kind of on the fence about survival games. I don't like to spend more time trying to drink water and eat food than I do shooting zombies. If I'm going to play games, I want to shoot zombies, not just eat candy bars in a corner. That's yeah, not so fun for me. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely keep my ear open about that. That's a, that's a good pick. Thanks. Uh, that's um, games. What that's games that are, that's back around to the here's, top? Here's, here's what we're going to do. I think we're going to cut it there. We're going to take a quick little breather and then we're going to come back and do our top threes of everything. I believe we've been recording. Has it been a little over an hour? I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to take a quick little breather. And then with our next episode, we will do our number three, two, and one of each category. Hell so yes. With that, this has been episode 71 of Fresh Out the Podcast. I'm Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. And, uh,. Yeah, and I want to make sure, Sean, you know, where can everybody find you? I just uh, check out nerd-tropolis.com for all your movie news, reviews, interviews, and trailers. I'm Jahan and I'm at RockFact on Twitter. It's me, CasualtyCDG. You can find me at CasualtyCDG on all the social media platforms. If you like our voices and you want to hear Jahan and I telling stories, uh, we do storytelling games every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at twitch.tv backslash Jahananon. We also have a YouTube and a Facebook that's Fresh Out the Box. It's Fresh Out the Box, TTRPG. Uh, we play all sorts of new games with all sorts of new people. We're always trying to have a laugh and have a good time, so come check out our stories, either just for inspiration or just for a good laugh. Uh, and then don't forget to tell everybody about Fresh Out the Podcast. Thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you for being here every Sunday for the new episode. Uh, we got our, our stats, our numbers back from last year, and they were just fantastic. We love you guys so much, and thank you for your support from all over the world. Thank you, everybody, and stay fresh. <laughs>